Immediately after becoming a follower of Christ, I found my way to the book of Ecclesiastes, and while no one recommends it as easy reading for a new Christian, or any Christian, I found it a breathtaking reality check. The teacher, as the writer calls himself, described with stunning bluntness just what life is like living under the sun, as though this is the only life there is. I found myself with a clear picture of my life's perspective as it had been without Jesus. Let's just take a moment to pause before this reading to centre our thoughts on the God who calls us to life in all its fullness. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting at verse 16. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. I also said to myself, as for humans, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upwards and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work, because that is their lot. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them? Again I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of their oppressors, and they have no comforter. And I declared that the dead who had already died are happier than the living who are still alive. But better than both is the one who's never been born, who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun. And I saw that all toil and all achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Again I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? he asked. And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless a miserable business. 
two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Better a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer knows how to heed a warning. The youth may have come from prison to the kingship or he may have been born in poverty within his kingdom. I saw that all who lived and walked under the sun followed the youth, the king's successor. There was no end to all the people who were before them. But those who came later were not pleased with the successor. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Our search for eternal life, rest, joy and justice moves us beyond the creation's subjection to futility. And in this reading, although the writer seems lost in his pessimism, he is in fact teaching us the truth about ourselves from the perspective of living solely under the sun. One of the struggles the writer highlights is that everyone is out for themselves. They are actually motivated by self-interest. Some, out of envy for others, are led to a frenzy of activity, while for others it leads to laziness. Better one handful with tranquillity, says the teacher. You know, that was so freeing for me to read the first time I read it. And I'm reminded of Paul's words to the church in Philippi. And I felt it jumped out for us today in Christchurch too. Paul says this, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Christ who strengthens me. Throughout Ecclesiastes, the teacher, as he sets out our human condition, points us to other answers, other solutions and other wisdom than the world's vain promises of satisfaction, happiness and fulfilment. Our eyes are constantly taken heavenward for God's ultimate and eternal provision of which Christ became the ultimate revelation. Jesus taught us to read our Bibles with him in mind. He said everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. You know, even the Psalms or the writings, which include Ecclesiastes, bear witness to him and can make us wise for salvation. For us as Christians, what Jesus taught us in John 15 is an excellent summary of the wisdom of Ecclesiastes. He said this, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Today, whatever the day holds for us,
whether full or empty. Let's live it through Christ who strengthens us so that we might know that he abides in us and makes our joy complete.